there are four basic national sales presentation. And some companies break it down into 10, some break it down more, some break it into two. But basically, the four steps are meet and greet. Number two is qualify or fact finding. Number three is product presentation. And number four is closing the sale. And the reason they're broken into those sections is because you want to know where you're at in the deal at any given time. And you also want to do it in a methodical, orderly fashion. You don't want to start by first presenting product when you don't exactly know what the best way to present that product is or what the features are. And number two, you don't want to start off on the wrong foot before you've established rapport with a customer. So step one, meet and greet, does not have to be that formal. It doesn't have to be you shake hands and sit down for dinner and you know get to know each other's family. It could be something as simple as making sure that you have the customer's name, they have your name, and you're establishing it in a cordial way. It can take five seconds for an over-the-phone online transaction. It can take five days if it's a higher-end corporate contract negotiation that's going to take months. But the most important thing is first to establish that the conversation is at least at least has a personal aspect to it. It's not just random, you know, two people talking as strangers. Once that's out of the way and there's some common ground or um, cordial familiarity created, then you can get into determining the needs of that customer. And usually the customer will have a lot to say. They'll ask you questions or they'll start by you know, telling you what they want. And let that energy go. Run with it. Don't stop it in its tracks. Don't you know, have the customer go in a different direction. Let them expend their thought or question first before you take it in the direction you want to. You do want to control the road to the sale, but you don't want to stop the customer's energy. You want to use that to redirect into a way that you want to go. For example, the customer may have specific questions about the product. They might have questions about price. That's usually a first initial question. Uh, they may want to tell you what their problem is you're trying to solve. They may want to tell you their story. Uh, they may want to tell you facts and details that aren't even important just because they think that it is. Let that run its course to obviously to a certain degree and then continue to ask the questions that fill in the blanks for what you need for qualifying, fact finding, whatever your particular business calls it. You want to ask those questions. And we have a couple other um, audios about asking the question of budget and how soon are you looking to buy. It's very important how you do that, that it's done in a certain way, that it's not off-putting and it doesn't create distance. You don't want to ruin all that goodwill and common ground that you created in the meet and greet portion of the conversation. Step two, which is the fact-finding or qualifying, should take the longest. In fact, it should take more than half of all the time spent, even more than product presentation. The product presentation should really be focused and narrowed to only the features and benefits of that product that match what is discovered to be important in the fact-finding or qualifying. Now, you don't want to get off on product pr features and benefits that have no bearing on the customer or that aren't important to the customer. So you want to narrow that down by finding out, let the customer tell you what it's going to take to sell them in a very well done fact-finding or qualifying, whatever you want to call it, in step two, can let the customer tell you exactly what it's going to take to sell them the product or what it's going to take for them to buy the product. 
So once you're done with the fact-finding, need analysis, qualifying, whatever you want to call it, then you proceed to step three, which is product presentation. It's very tempting for a salesperson to jump right into that because that's what you know. You're proud of your product. You know the features. You know the benefits. You want to get right into selling because it gets you the opportunity to talk and gets you the opportunity to, to say what you're an expert at, which is your product. You may not be an expert at that customer. You may not want to hear what they have to say. You may be jaded to people saying things and asking questions that you think are not important, but let them run its course with the fact finding, then do the product presentation and only narrow in on the few things that seem to solve the customer's problem that appeal to what their issues are. And don't go too far with it. As soon as you've done two or three or four things that you think solve the problem, ask them, check in. Where do they stand? What do you think about that? Do you have any other questions? Maybe go back and do a little mini qualifying again just to make sure you're on the right track because you don't want to get off on a tangent talking about a feature that is boring them, which is going to happen without you even making a mistake. It's going to be something that they're not interested in that much detail. Um, you don't you don't need to be a brochure. They can read brochures online. They can watch YouTube videos. They need you to kind of fill in the blanks of what is not able to be uh, discovered elsewhere. Then you move into the closing. You're going to ask for the sale. That's the one thing that many salespeople never do. They never even ask for the customer to buy something, but ask in a way that is not pushy or salesy or high pressure. So how's that match up with what you want to do? Okay. So want to go ahead? Just make it real nonchalant the first time. As you know, you've seen many, many uh, research reports, data, anecdotal information from professional sales trainers that say you have to ask for the sale three, four, five, sometimes 10 times before you get a yes. So the first time doesn't have to be too formal. What do you think? You want to go ahead? Probably going to be a no. It's probably going to be asking more questions. Don't force the customer into a corner where they have to escape by getting away from you, by hanging up the phone, by leaving your showroom, by ending the conversation. If you force it into making a decision right then, that's they don't have an out. They don't have an out to ask you questions again. If you make it seem like you've done all that you're going to do for presenting product and they feel like they need more, the only thing they're going to do is say, hey, let me think about it. I'll get back to you. I want to talk to somebody. I'll get back to you. What that means is I don't have enough info. So don't put them in that position right away. Do some soft closing. What do you think about that? How's that sound to you? When do you want to start getting this thing or product or service and they're going to tell you well what about this and then there's always a point where you want to ask a question do you have any more questions that's a that's a very superficial way of checking in with how they're doing most people aren't going to want to admit that they have more questions because it's too direct. All they're going to expect is for you to address just that one question and that's it. Like you're trying to rush the process. If you ask the same check-in in a different way, you're more likely to continue the conversation. Because you got to remember, every minute of that sales call, whether it's on the phone or in a showroom, the clock is ticking. A customer has a remote control. They can change the channel any second. They can go make another phone call, they can go play Facebook, they can go home and play with their kids, they can call their wife. There's many other things they would rather be doing than talking to you on the phone. So remembering that that remote control is pointed right at your head and they can click you off any second means that you have to keep being the most important, interesting thing that they could be doing right then. 
So the way to do that is to get back to their energy. So originally when you were thinking about this product or service or you saw it online, what did you think first? What did you not know about? What was the thing that seemed like it would be most important to you? Get back to their energy to keep that conversation alive because otherwise they're not going to know what to do. They're looking for you to lead the conversation. You know, they just called you to see if you sound like somebody who might be worth doing business with. And that's what you have to be, right? You don't want to be a walking brochure. They can get that anywhere. They don't need you for that. They don't want you to be a closer, a hard closer to push them into a sale because they don't need that either. They can buy whenever they want. Keep the conversation alive and help fill in the blanks. It may be like pulling teeth to find out what it is they don't know yet. But that's what your job is, to, to pull those teeth to find out what is it that they don't know yet. Asking them directly, what don't you know yet, isn't going to work because most people don't want to admit what they're stupid about, right? They're not stupid because they're stupid. They're stupid because they don't know the product the way you do. You're trained on this product and service. You know it inside and out. And if you come across as kind of being condescending that why would you ask that question, then that's the way they're going to take it and they're going to end the call. So check in and find out um, what part of the description um, was interesting to you. What did I describe about the product that you didn't know before? What surprised you the most? What are you going to first use this for when you get it? What's the first thing you're going to do when you have this thing? Piece of paper, service, new car, house, whatever it is. Keep the conversation going. You might have to kind of get it off that direct road to the sale you're trying to navigate because the customer may not be ready to go into that sales funnel yet. Kind of... You might have to circle the holding pattern a little bit to get more info and then go back to it. Anytime you ask for a sale and it, it gets direct and there's a no, you want to find a way to ask for what the objection is. Flush out the objections. Well, I don't want to buy it because I don't think red is a good color to have in that car. Okay. Is that the only reason? I don't want to buy it because I think this house is in the wrong neighborhood. Okay. Is that the only reason? I don't want to buy it because I think that this service uh, might be too hard for my employees to be able to learn. Okay, is that the only reason? If you notice, that's the only reason comes up every time because you want to isolate the objection. You don't want to solve one objection only to have another one pop up and play whack-a-mole for the next 20 minutes until the customer gets bored. So use the opportunity to help facilitate their thought process to get them the information they want with a one-on-one, -on -one, uninterrupted attention span of you as an expert because if it's just repeating information that they can find online, that's what they'll do. Or they'll call somebody else. And as you know, if they call five people, they'll be more confused than when they started. So you be the one that does the deal. Because it's a cliche in sales, but as we know, it's true. If you don't make the sale, you fail both people. Because they started out wanting to get something. They wanted a solution. They looked for you to provide that solution. And if they didn't buy it, that means the solution was not provided. Now, it could be that your product actually didn't match what they're looking for. That, that could be the case. But if it's other than that, it means that you failed. And who has the most to lose, right? Five minutes later, you'll get another sales call. You can try this again. You get another swing at bat. The customer still has their problem, right? So you want to be the one that finally solves that problem so you can get the sale, the commission, the bonus, the accolades, whatever it is that you do this for, or if it's your business to get more profit for your business. Um, but the sales process is not about talking. It's not about um, sales pitch. It's not about presenting product. It's about matching up 
two or three of the hundred things that your service or product is good at with the exact two or three things that customer needs. Don't read the whole laundry list of bullet points that's good about your service. Pick the two or three things that exactly match and hit the, the bullseye of what they want. Present those. Be the, the understanding person that wasn't a cliche that didn't say, what's your budget? How soon do you want to buy? And you're the one who listens to what the customer wants and just steers the ship to be right in front of what their solution is. Good luck. Hope you sell a bunch.